0: today somebody becomes a stepmother just for nuclear revenge we'll get into that in a bit but first my sly mother-in-law family members are just like an extra part of your life that you just can't get rid of but ultimately you need them for supposed rainy days however it should be noted that there should be a clear boundary that they shouldn't cross and that boundary is the only thing that separates them from yourself in my case, said boundary was breached, and the trust, respect and high regard in which I’d held them initially had to drop significantly, so much so that I was driven to the corner and I had to pay them back what was due. You might be wondering what I’m possibly referring to? Well, basically, my wife’s relatives, in this case her mother, to whom we’d entrusted a vast majority of our savings, found it within their right mind to abscond upon our arrival back in Nigeria our motherland as we'd been international for the past 11 years. The reason for said action was due to the fact that prior to our arrival that day, my wife and I had been sending quite an ample amount of funds and resources back to my motherland in the hopes that when we were finally ready to return to our motherland, we would be able to boast of something worthwhile. We basically did this as a means to create something for ourselves and our family both internationally and locally, but due to certain events, things didn't really go as planned and i was not willing to take things lying face flat it all began 11 years ago when i 21 and my wife 20 made the bold decision to relocate internationally seeing as we were both still in our 20s and we both had just gotten scholarships to study the courses of our choice normally we wouldn't have bothered ourselves with the idea of moving permanently but we had a very close acquaintance from back when we were in college his name is matthew His parents were international too, but they wanted him to finish his education up to the highest level possible in Nigeria, right before they brought him over to live with them permanently. And when he finally did, the highest level he got to was the university level over here. And within the next few months of graduating from the university and obtaining his degree, he traveled out of the country almost immediately. Basically, he'd been already able to establish himself over there, and when we informed him of our plans of moving over there for school, he was really ecstatic and willingly and generously opened up his home to my wife and myself. It didn't take my wife and I all too long before we were finally able to say our final goodbyes to our friends and family. Most importantly, there were some other members of her family that were naturally against the idea of myself and their daughter completely relocating and keeping behind everything and everyone she cherished. Those were the family members I had quite a problem with. But my wife assured me that I had nothing to worry about, as she had almost absolute certainty that there was nothing they could do that could influence her to change her decision. And so she assured me, and I went along with her, and respected her decision on this. Completely moving and changing geographic location is not an easy thing to go through, as at some point, when we finally got there, there were always some moments I would always feel as if I were alone if not for the fact that my wife was with me every step of the way. I know for an almost certain fact that things would have been quite difficult for me. The time we were meant to spend studying and on scholarship was soon upon us, and right after we were done with school, we both decided to stay behind and build our new life here. And I guess this was something that was originally supposed to pose quite a problem for both of us, but this wasn't the case, as we had received proper backing and assistance from our very good friend. And he was more than willing to offer a helping hand. He helped us find a place we could properly settle down. And seeing as we were finally able to finalize our visas for permanent stay and residency, everything else just fell into place from there. We were both able to secure jobs for ourselves that were, in a way, able to fetch us an average income. This was what sustained us for a while, seeing as we couldn't be dependent on our friend to provide for us for every little thing that we needed. Although he still did what he could and tried as much as possible in using the connections that he had in order to help us search for people, or rather companies in this case, that were willing to offer us a position so we could be on an above average income. It took quite a while in all manner of speaking before my wife and I were finally able to stand on our own two feet and while this was what we always had wanted, there were still some places where we both had different ideas. So from the get-go, while we were basically moving our entire lives internationally, my own family and extended family members were quite thrilled at this fact and were in full support of my decision. Meanwhile, my wife's family and her family members on the other hand were quite literally the opposite, as they were divided in their position for their daughter. And this was where the real issue arose from. My wife's parents were the first to show signs of division first off her father wanted her to remain over here and build a newer and better life for herself but her mother was quite literally the opposite as she wanted her daughter to return back home as soon as possible and take care of her this division from her parents was what sparked some of the other family members to gather together and support her mother while the others were in favor of her father It was really not so good an idea and scenario to have both the head of the family and his partner on different pages or sides of the matter. That was when my wife suggested that we start building something for ourselves back home, so that it would be much easier to reassure her mother that she was definitely coming back, and also the other family members backing her too. Just because I wanted things to remain peaceful among her parents, I decided to hop on board with my wife and we both decided that we were going to be sending as much money as we could earn back home so that they may commence construction activities. My wife suggested we left everything to her father, seeing that he was the one with the most experience when it comes to handling money matters. But her mother objected to the idea as she boldly claimed that she was a better person to be in charge of the funds and basically the entire construction process. My wife was still not comfortable with leaving everything in the hands of her mother and neither was I but at this point I couldn't say anything to her as regards this matter so I just kept quiet. The very next month we had decided that we were going to be putting aside 35% of what we earned after taxes and bills were paid and then that 35% was what we were going to be sending back home. And so that was how we started. The first month we sent money home was one of the most hardest times of our lives as we were quite literally flat out broke. We couldn't even afford to eat after we had completed our rent. We were living on breadcrumbs, literally. But I would just always remind myself that things were going to change, probably not anytime soon, but I think truly were going to change. Before we knew it, the second month was joining us and soon behind us. This was how gradually and steadily Quite a few years went by us. Approximately 8 years had gone by, and we were definitely sure of the fact that our plans back home must have been realized completely and there was nothing left to do again. But my wife still insisted on sending back home that amount of money for a while, just because she felt like they needed it for themselves apparently more than we did. Because compared to when we first made the plan to send money back home, we weren't fully stable in our finances. But now, after quite a number of years had gone by, we were finally able to do so without Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass- So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Said decision affecting our daily lives. This was when the whole problem started. For quite a while we'd been asking and telling her mother to send us progress updates on what she had apparently been working on, after all these years, and she was always avoiding her when it came to matters like this. But apparently she didn't inform me of anything related to the project, and I still trusted her decision making and action taking process, but after 2 years I had noticed that she still hasn't said anything on matters regarding our supposed project which I suppose to have been made aware of, but I chose not to bother her with this fact, seeing as she was with our third child at this time. Almost immediately after we'd welcomed our third child, I made sure to have a lengthy conversation with her as regards to this, and that was when she finally confessed to me that she too had not gotten anything worthwhile from her mother, as she was too scared to tell me about this matter. At that point, I didn't know whether to be angry or disappointed, but I knew one thing for sure, I wanted to be put in the center of the whole situation, and figure out what was going on, but I couldn't travel back to Nigeria as quickly as I wanted because I wanted to go with my wife and our children, but our third child wasn't fit for long distance travels just yet, so we waited patiently for one more year, when she was strong enough to travel some distance. When we were heading home after a whole year had passed since having our second daughter, we found out that it would be very much better to get them unawares. But I guess information got out that we were coming, because the day we landed, that was the exact same day her mother absconded. We had no idea why she did so at the time, but when her father filled us in on everything we needed to know about what had happened, I was filled with so much anger, and every single ounce of respect I had for her mother was simply gone." So apparently after close to 10 years constantly sending money back to Nigeria in the hopes that our construction project was in good hands, we had our hopes shattered when we heard that she not only misappropriated the funds, but she also was not even planning on using the funds for what it was originally intended. At this point, I started calculating the sum total we'd sent over the span of 10 years and what that was in the local currency. When we did this, the amount was a little bit over half a billion. That was when I decided to take action, whether or not my wife was with me or not. I called some of my friends that were in law enforcement and immediately explained the situation to her. Within the period of 72 hours given to provide for her, they fulfilled their task in under 48 hours. And that was when I finally had the opportunity to make her pay for her actions. During the court proceedings, I made sure that she forfeited her assets and that the maximum possible sentence was imposed on her, all in an attempt to pay her back on her own coin, if not in the exact same way. Unfortunately, we weren't able to recover even 50% of our money, but with the little we got back and the life sentence she received, it was more than enough to quell my anger. She at least got what she deserved so i'm definitely assuming here half a billion is in nigerian naira the local currency if anybody was curious i translated half a billion naira it's a bit over five hundred thousand american dollars so before anybody freaks out about that figure being way too big it's still a lot of money it's just not as crazy as it sounds that said i'd be pretty livid too if i sent half a million dollars back home over the period of 10 years and found out it got used for nothing Our next story is the betrayal I couldn't forgive. Some years ago, I met a man at a friend's party, let's call him Jay. I would describe our connection as instantaneous and groundbreaking. I mean, what do you think of a man who was sure he wanted to spend forever with me in less than one month of dating? He made it clear from the beginning that he wanted us to start a family jay was the type of man that was obsessed with starting a family as soon as he could because according to him he'd been raised by a single mother who had only him i figured he had visions of a family of laughter echoing through hallways of bedtime stories and scraped knees and even though i loved that for him that part of him made me sad i knew i couldn't make his dreams come true I have a medical condition that inhibits my ability to conceive children. I know I couldn't keep that away from Jay, so I told him everything. Everything my gynecologist, Dr. M, said, and I quote, Emma, I've thoroughly reviewed your test results, and unfortunately, it's evident that PCOS has affected your ovaries. You have a hormonal imbalance which has disrupted the normal functioning of your ovaries. Also, there is the presence of multiple cysts on your ovaries, which are preventing the regular release of eggs during your menstrual cycles. After I spewed Dr. M's words to Jay, I looked closely at his eyes. As much as I tried to interpret the emotions on his face, I realized that I failed woefully at the attempt. He went on to ask, why didn't you tell me earlier? Tears welled up in my eyes as I attempted to explain the complexity of emotions surrounding the news i didn't want to burden you with this uncertainty and besides we just met i confessed my vulnerability laid bare i love you so much and i feared that this might change everything between us i also told him i was ready to let him off if he wasn't okay with who i was to my surprise he reached for my hands and he said the most soothing words that gave my relationship with him a new sense of hope you're not burdening me we face this together our love is stronger than any obstacle We'll navigate this journey hand in hand. In that instance, I felt I wore a lucky charm. I had lived with so much fear in my early 20s because of the burden of an illness I hate to describe. I felt like a different type of breed, and I constantly had to remind myself that I wasn't an unlucky fellow. You know what you feel when you desire to have something so much, but some silly biological interference has formed a barrier between you and what you want? That was how I was feeling half the time. Just like Jay, I was the only child in my family and I'd grown up yearning for the joyous occasion of a bustling household, with children to share laughter, secrets and the inevitable squabbles that knit families together. The revelation that conceiving a child was an elusive dream? left me grappling not only with the loss of my own motherhood, but also with the disheartening realization that the vibrant family I'd envisioned might remain forever beyond my grasp. That was why I struggled to expose that part of me that hurt the most to Jay. Well, it turned out that I had nothing to be scared of, as we got married in a colorful wedding some months later, surrounded by the warmth of family, friends, and a love so magical. It was the moment of my dreams and I couldn't be less grateful. As against popular speculation and opinions, we did pretty well for the first four years of our marriage. However, after all the feels of those magical moments, Jay and I were confronted with reality. On my part, I still desired the miracle of my own child, but Jay, on the other hand, was never bothered, and if he was, he never showed it. He told me I was the love of his life, and that was the most important thing. I counted myself lucky and truly blessed to have a man such as Jay. Unfortunately, none of those reassurances could quench my desire to have children around our home. One morning I told him I desired to adopt a child, but Jay wasn't keen on such an idea. He reminded me of Dr. M's words when we went to see her again, that a miracle could happen and that we should be open to such a possibility. To be honest, I was tired of believing that I would conceive my own child, and since there were other options we could explore, such as surrogacy, I saw no reason why we shouldn't try. Tears welled in my eyes as the longing for the children who would never sit around my table became a palpable ache. Each child I had dreamed of bringing into the world had been a beacon of hope, a promise of love and connection that would span generations. Now, Those dreams crumble like fragile sandcastles against the relentless tide of reality. Emma, I believe we will have our own children. Jay's words were reassuring and soothing to my ears. I truly believed him when he told me that we would have our children someday. It was a reassurance I needed at that point i stopped trying to convince jay when it became obvious that i couldn't convince him to allow us to try other alternatives a few months after that series of back and forth with jay my friend female 30 who i'll refer to as k flew in from california and i was expected to pick her up from the airport somehow i couldn't keep up with the schedule as i got stuck at work she used a taxi to her destination instead 20 minutes later she called me and she sounded quite frantic on the phone I begged her to remain calm as she was literally gasping for air. Emma, I saw Jay, Kay told me across the phone, almost screaming. Okay, I replied without feigning any surprise. What is it? I inquired after urging her to relax. Emma, listen, Jay is cheating and I'm not overthinking. I saw him kiss a lady on the lips and the lady is... Kay and the lady is what? I replied impatiently as I cut her short. Wait, you just flew in after several years. Are you even sure it was you saw? It could be someone else, I said, with a very warm but stern voice. With that, Kay went blank. She didn't say a word to me and she gently hung up. She didn't answer my calls, nor did she return them. I cursed under my breath. I had a deadline to meet. But Kay must have planned to disrupt my desire not to have my boss knocking at my door with an unfriendly side-eye. I couldn't concentrate on my work until the end of the day. I rushed home. Thankfully, Jay was home. I tried to inspect him closely, hoping to find something on him, but I could find nothing. He looked harmless, like a dove. I was desperate for a cue, and I couldn't pretend to be fine. He asked me if I was okay, and I gave him a curt reply. I spoke loudly in my mind, wondering if it was possible for Jay to keep a side piece. I prayed so much that Kay was wrong. I didn't know what Kay was trying to tell me about the lady, but I didn't want to hear it. Three weeks later, what I didn't want to hear came flying right into my ears. It was a Saturday morning and Jay was right across me while I made French toast for breakfast. He was sipping his favorite coffee and he seemed quite engrossed in his phone. As I looked at him closely, I wondered what he was up to on that phone because he seemed too focused. Then I'd paid attention to some strange behaviors he exhibited. he had become more engrossed with his phone, and he took delight spending extra hours away from home after work each day. It was becoming difficult for me to believe that Jay didn't have something going on somewhere, but I had no evidence to solidify my suspicion. Besides, it was easy to make excuses for a man who had stood with me through thick and thin, right? I mean, he knew about my medical condition, yet he chose me as his wife. I guess that was my own undoing. I kept making him feel that he did me a favor by choosing me, even when I gave him an option to leave if he wanted to. I hated that I made myself so vulnerable because of my desire to have a child. For me, and maybe for Jay too, we made a lot of things about children, and I could see how much impact that had on our marriage. That morning, while Jay and I had dinner, nothing seemed off until he got a call on his phone. I could sense an instant agitation on his face as he screamed, Our baby is coming? The question was like a reflex and he seemed to have forgotten that I was in the picture before he realized it himself. Jay, a baby? Whose baby? Jay, I demand an answer now. Before I could say this, he was already on his way out. 20 minutes later, I got a buzz on my phone. It was a message from Jay. I'm sorry, Emma. Sorry? Why was Jay sorry? It then dawned on me what Kay was trying to tell me. I went blank instantly. I couldn't picture why Jay would choose to hurt me that much, considering the fact that I spread out several options for us to have children. I understood Jay always wanted to have children, but I thought we both desired that too. I thought it was going to be a team achievement. How come I got excluded? I couldn't believe that Jay had been going out with another woman, and they had a whole baby together. A whole baby. I couldn't help but wonder why and when my husband flipped the script on me. All the love I'd ever felt became heavy hatred. Jay had not only deceived me, he made me look like a total fool. I remember how my friends had told me not to trust Jay. They tried to tell me a man who was desperate to start a family and raise kids wouldn't be all cool with a woman who couldn't give him kids. Trust me to be quick to dismiss their fears and convictions. I managed to convince them that Jay was a good man and we would figure out how to have kids around our home in the future. It turned out that they were right after all. Jay was both a deceiver and a dangerous man. I couldn't contain the anger I felt when I recalled that he told me not to adopt a child, but he was busy making babies all around town. I knew right there that I would not forgive him. I was determined to rip him off anything that made him boast like a man. First, I transferred all the money we had together in our joint account into another account, which was quite a sum. While he was still fuming and ranting, and he even threatened me with a lawsuit, he was served a dismissal letter from work. I reported him to his boss, who was my friend. Then I went ahead to evade signing our divorce papers for three years. Jay was stuck in a chain of dilemma and confusion, and all through this time, I made sure to make his life a living heck. I can't blame somebody like OP doing what they did and trying to get whatever payback they can when a guy like this goes so far behind their back to have a whole kid managing to hide that from their married partner. Our next story is, cheated with my friend? Well, I hope you like your new stepmother. I did the most cliche thing ever. I dated my ex-husband's father just to get back at him. My ex-husband and I were high school sweethearts. We'd have had a great relationship if he hadn't cheated on me like it was his life's mission to do so. He cheated on me so many times that I've completely lost count of how many times I caught him cheating. He started his cheating the first day I agreed to be his girlfriend. No kidding, dude legit asked someone else that same evening and even tried to kiss her. I'd never have found out about it if the person he asked out wasn't on my cheerleading team. She told another girl on our team and the girl told my then best friend and that was how I found out. I felt very stupid, but I got over it after he showed up to school the next day with the most beautiful rose and a written apology. What can I say? I was young, stupid, and in love with someone whose eyes I thought were the most beautiful eyes I'd ever seen. I accepted his first apology, and that marked the beginning of many other apologies. Well, he was creative with his apologies, so I'll give him that. He apologized with flowers, monetary gifts, books expensive dates concert tickets plane tickets to visit my parents when we got married we moved across the country and sometimes he'd take my car to the shop and completely revamp it i thought our relationship was perfect but for the constant infidelity all through college he cheated many times even with someone in our friendship circle after graduation we got married and moved across the country together. He promised a change and I believed him. Since we were married I'd hoped his vows would keep him faithful or that at least no other woman would want to be with him since he was married. I thought wrong. The first person he cheated on me with was his colleague at work. Again he apologized and we moved on from it. Then he slept with a married woman who lived in the same building as us. Her husband was so mad, he attacked my ex one morning and he carried this scar around for a while. I thought that would deter him, but again, I was wrong. He cheated again many times after that. It became even harder to stomach his infidelity when we started trying to have a baby. For some reason I just wasn't able to conceive and I was dealing with that while dealing with his infidelity and lies the last straw was when he started sleeping with a woman i used to work with she was my co-worker for a month and we had the nicest relationship as work colleagues I decided that I wanted to pursue that friendship even after we stopped working together, so I invited her over to my home and we were well on our way to becoming friends. Suddenly I noticed that she had become quite withdrawn. I figured that she probably didn't want to be friends anymore for whatever reason, but it turned out that she was avoiding me because she and my husband were having an affair. I decided that I'd had enough, I didn't want to be married to my ex anymore, and when I told him that, after confronting him about what he'd done. He asked for my forgiveness. I was just going to move on like I used to and just go back to pretending that nothing happened until I caught him again, but it was different this time. I just could not get past the betrayal. I went from being mad at my ex to resenting him and hating him. When my emotions became too much to handle. I decided to move out. After I moved out of our home, my ex called and texted begging me to come back. I never took any of his calls and I read his texts and ignored them. It was clear that my ex had no plans to change his habit. He would gotten very used to my forgiveness and didn't believe I would give in if he pestered me long enough. Well, crap started to look real when I hired an attorney to take care of the divorce process for me. At the time, I wasn't even looking to get revenge or anything huge from the divorce. I just wanted out. Also my ex didn't have that much money. He had a decent job that took good care of us, but he wasn't exactly swimming in wealth. His mom was rich though, and his dad made enough from their divorce to be rich too. The idea of a revenge plan did not come to me until some months later, when my ex started sending threats. He promised to lawyer up and make sure that I got nothing if I insisted on getting a divorce. Let me add that at this time, my ex was very openly dating the former colleague that I'd caught him with and ended things. He was dating her but was still mad about me wanting to leave him. Running to my ex's dad for help was very deliberate. For context, he and his dad were not on good terms. In fact, they hated each other. I couldn't afford to continue paying my lawyer, and if I wanted good representation, I needed to properly compensate my lawyer. His dad had the money to help me, and I knew he'd be more than happy to help me take down his son. Sleeping with him to get revenge didn't cross my mind at first. I just wanted his dad's financial help, and I knew that going to his dad for help would drive my ex crazy, It wasn't until I saw him again, it was my second time meeting him in person, that I imagined how devastated my ex would be if he found out that I was sleeping with his father. That would break his heart and make him an emotional wreck. My ex-husband was a very jealous man. He cheated very often, but he got sick at the mere thought of me cheating on him. He hated to even hear me talk about another man. It didn't matter if we were just friends or work colleagues. Anyway, I told his dad about the threats his son made and even showed him the threats he'd sent me. I am a very calculative person. I knew just what to say and how to play the perfect damsel in distress. When I told him about all that had happened, his dad offered to pay for my attorney. Actually, he offered up his own attorney at first. He had just divorced the third woman he married after the woman he left my ex's mom for and he offered to have her represent me. But I told him I had a lawyer already. He then said he'd pay her legal fee on my way back home that evening i kept imagining just how riled up dating my ex would be if he were to see me with his father the thought of it pleased me i'm not gonna lie i also thought of how nice it would be to have a handsome sugar daddy i'd been a good girl all my life and since i was leaving my ex i wanted to give myself a chance to be wild the fact that my method would upset my ex was icing on the cake All through that week, I went to his dad's office in my tightest, most flattering dress. I'd sit across from him, cross my legs and tell him about how the divorce process was carrying on. Then we'd talk about other stuff from politics to social happenings. He had just gotten a divorce and he was vulnerable and so was I. My chance to get it on came when the conversation steered to his marriage. I asked how he was getting on, and he laughed. He said it may have been his third divorce, but that didn't make it any easier. He then said that he had no regrets, especially since his lawyer got him all that he wanted from the divorce, and both parties left somewhat satisfied. When he said that he missed home-cooked meals, I knew it was my chance to go to his home. I offered to cook for him, and he hesitated for a very short time, and then agreed. I asked if the next weekend was okay, and he said it was fantastic, and that marked the beginning of our relationship. I went from cooking dinner for him one weekend, to cooking dinner every weekend. I'd go to his home, cook, we'd eat together, and spend time together after eating, doing the dishes, and flirting. We went from that to doing some heavy flirting, and then making out i sensed some resistance from him at first but he'd already begun to really like me so he couldn't help himself even after we started sleeping together secretly it still took time to convince him to make things official and have us let the world know we were together after a while he started to show me off i still don't know what suddenly fueled his actions but he started taking me out to events and showing me off when my ex found out about our relationship he was livid He went to his dad's office and tried to attack him physically, but he was restrained by one of the security officials. He then sent numerous texts to me. His messages went from begging me to not do that to him, to cursing me out and threatening to harm himself. Need I remind you that my ex was throwing all these tantrums while still actively dating the last woman he cheated on me with? He even promised he'd end things with her and try to get me to end things with his dad, too. He said something about us starting over on a clean slate since we'd both hurt each other. Dating his dad hurt my ex's ego so much. I may have gotten a bad rep for dating my ex-husband's father, but he embarrassed himself by talking continuously about it. He told everyone who cared to listen that I was evil and even tried to use my own family against me but I didn't care. I wasn't in the least bothered about what people had to say. I'd taken too much from him in the past, and I was determined to pay him back in his own coin. His girlfriend got mad about his obsession with me dating his dad, and she left him. My relationship with his father was one of the best relationships I ever had, and we'd have gotten married had he not stated that he didn't want children. I'm sure OP stuck around for a while, pocketed some of that cash and left on probably good terms with this guy. As long as nobody got hurt in that relationship, well, besides the ex-boyfriend of course, then all things I think turned out pretty well for OP. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.